0: Peterson is taking care of things right now The Wesley Fields. Touchdown, Georgia Southern.
1: Pass swings on the way. It's gone! It is well with my stolen
0: Montgomery! Georgia Southern wins! Welcome to Georgia Southern Extra. I'm your host, Nathan Dominant, sports content editor of the Savannah Morning News and SavannahNow.com. And on Georgia Southern extra, we, we talk about Georgia Southern Athletics, of course, and football mainly. Right now it's game week. Uh the Eagles are playing Marshall on Saturday, the, the 19th at 6 p.m. Eastern at Paulson Stadium. They're back at Paulson after uh, kind of a, a rough couple of weeks, not kind of actually a rough couple of weeks. Georgia Southern is five and five right now, two and four in the in the uh in the Sunbelt Conference. They're out of the running for the East Division title. Uh, that's gonna go to Coastal Carolina. Uh, they had an outside shot uh, a week ago, but not very likely. And uh, then they lost to Louisiana on a short week on a Thursday night. 36 uh, 17 had an awful second quarter, a 21 7 second quarter. That game got away from them very quickly. And George Southern, in arguably their worst, the Eagles' worst performance of the season, uh, lost uh, at Louisiana uh, five days after losing at, at home to South Alabama. So they've got two games left against Marshall, which is one of the hotter teams in the league. I think our guests will agree with that. And also then the uh, season, regular season finale against Appalachian state on the 26th, also at Paulson stadium. The key is uh, the season. One of the season goals of making a bowl game is still out there. Uh, The Georgia Southern Eagles will have to win either against Marshall or against app state. Both of those are a tall order. And to talk about the Marshall game, the Thundering Herd, we have the, a, a great special guest, Luke Creasy from the Huntington Times-Dispatch. Uh, Luke, you've been there about four years?
1: Yeah, yeah. I joined the staff in 2018, but uh, I've lived in uh, in Huntington and, and gone to school here locally, graduated from Marshall. So, um, been, been around the city, been around the program uh, a, a long time.
0: Okay, yeah. Luke is a great person to have on this week. We appreciate Luke for coming on. Yeah. Uh and uh you're coming on with a lot of good things to say about Marshall. So, you're welcome. Uh <laughs> I'm, I'm tell, Marshall right now, I think they're the number 9 total defense in, in all of FBS. i Think they average about 274 yards allowed at number 8 in scoring defense and number 1 in in the Sunbelt uh with like 16 points a game, I think. And scoring yep. on, on Marshall has been really tough lately, especially for the last couple of weeks. So sum up, if, well, you don't have to sum up too quickly. The season kind of started off really well. Uh, I think the Notre Dame game was the second game for, for the Hunt, Learning Herd. So yep. tell us about the season for Marshall, how it started out in, in a huge way and kind of kind of had a lull. And then you're going great again over there at Huntington.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's really been uh, kind of interesting to, to watch it develop. Um, because uh, they opened with a with a fifty five three win over Norfolk State when when everything was going right offensively and defensively, um, and and going into Notre Dame, um, obviously they the Irish were coming off a loss to Ohio State in their season opener, and um, just a lot of questions about um, you know would Marshall be able to uh, to have success up there? Um, Notre Dame, obviously, a storied program. Um, we're we're heavily in, in the in the mix and in the conversation for a college football playoff spot at that point in the year, and, mm-hmm. um, you know. And then Marshall comes in and really outplayed him for four quarters. Um, it, it was one of the better performances I've seen uh, from a Marshall team in, in recent memory. And, um, you know, they uh, got it going on the ground. Um, we're, we're smart with the ball through the air. Uh, quarterback Henry Columbia. Uh, it was a transfer from Texas Tech um, who, who is playing his sixth year of college football here uh, mm-hmm. at Marshall. And, and his experience uh, probably helped Marshall um, a lot more in that game than maybe any other. Um, and so, you know, Marshall went in there ready to play. Um, I think uh, Coach Huff had, had them in the right mentality. Um, Huff has obviously played and coached when well, not played, but coached in those environments before. Um, having come from Alabama, also spent time as Penn, at Penn State as an assistant. So, um, you know, he's been in those big-time environments and really had those guys ready to go. Um, they come out with a 26-21 win. Thought they played well in all uh, phases of the game and, um, you know, had a defensive touchdown in that game. And then, of course, a 94-yard drive uh, to go up by, uh, you know, with – to take the lead with five minutes left in that game. Um, so, you know, Marshall sitting at 2-0. They, they were the uh, highest um, vote-getter uh, that was not ranked that week after Notre Dame. Um, we're sitting right behind Oregon, actually. Oregon was at 25. Marshall uh, had four votes fewer um, than Oregon did at that point. And then um, everything uh, kind of turned on its head that next week at Bowling Green. Um mm-hmm which which was an interesting game in and of itself because Marshall goes up 14 um, nothing uh, within the first three minutes of the game. They had run four offensive plays and scored two touchdowns, a 51-yard pass and a 78-yard pass. And then their fifth play from scrimmage was a 50-yard run to get them inside the five, and then they fumbled on the sixth play. And that kind of turned the whole uh, tide of that game um, – Ended up going to overtime and um, Marshall lost 34 31 um, in, in that spot. And, and since then, it's just been kind of up and down. Um, you know, I don't think their mentality, uh, their approach to any one particular game has changed. It's just, uh, you know, sometimes the the ball didn't bounce their way. Uh, uh, against Bowling Green was certainly one of those times when it didn't go their way. Um, and, and then you follow that up with, with uh, you know, you about opener at Troy and Troy's a, a good team. Um, and I think at, at that point in the year, uh, we're, we're really starting to click, um, Troy mm-hmm. was. And so, um, you know, Marshall went down there, uh, 17 to nine or 16 to nine was the final in that game. Um, and a game that, uh, you know, Troy didn't score an offensive touchdown. Um, they had a fumble return for touchdown in the first quarter and that kind of told the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, Marshall's been in dogfights like that this year and, and um, have, have made it tough for opponents to score, um, but but sometimes have had trouble scoring themselves, uh, which is, you know, how they found themselves quickly after a 2-0 and start, uh, found themselves at 4-4 and uh, five and 5-4 and with, with, with a win over um, Gardner-Webb. But, uh, you know, three of those first five wins were against FCS competition. So I think there were still a lot of questions and um, certainly another one to start in conference play after a loss to Louisiana didn't help that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, go down and, and get a win against James Madison, um, albeit against uh, you know facing their backup quarterback, uh, Thompson Taylor did not play in that game. Um, and then they followed that up with, uh, you know, w- with, with a close game against coastal Carolina that didn't look like it was going to be close at first. And then, um, you know, got uh, uh, shut out on the road at Old Dominion, and and took care of business against App State uh, here last weekend. So it's been up and down, but but I think they're playing their best ball of the year right now. That's that sounds crazy to say with a win over Notre Dame to mm-hmm. their credit, right. um, but uh, I think collectively um, the offense has kind of changed. The quarterback has changed since that Notre Dame game. Yeah, I want to ask you, um, yeah, yeah um, th- they're rolling with with redshirt freshman quarterback Cam Fancher. Um, instead of the the sixty year vet and here Columbia, and um, you know those are two very different quarterbacks, and it's changed the way the Marshall's offense ha- has worked and um, has been able to produce. So um, it, it's been been a season full of change. Uh, there's been a, a couple personnel changes in the middle of it. The offensive line coach left after the Notre game Notre Dame game. Hmm. Um, and so there's, there's been, uh, there's been a lot to talk about in herd country. Um, but, uh, it, it's been, uh, it's been one where, you know, teams always talk about getting hot at the right time and want to play the best ball at the end of the year. And I certainly think Marshall's is trending in that direction. Okay. Luke, you can hear me. Okay. Cause I think we had a technical difficulty. You hear me. Okay. Yep okay uh yeah you just we're, we're talking with
0: uh, luke Cre- uh, Cre- uh, creasy of the uh huntington news western newspaper the times dispatch he's been there about four years been around the program at least 10 years and uh luke has been talking about marshall six and four overall three and three in the conference and um they play george southern this saturday at 6 p.m eastern at paulson stadium in statesboro and like i said uh george southern five and five two and four and needing a sixth win to be bowl eligible. Now, Luke, um, is Marshall's six wins this year? There's six support, but are they bowl eligible or did they need one more because of the FCS teams on their schedule?
1: They are technically bowl eligible. Um, but, but at this point in the year, um, it's not guaranteed that they would get a, a bowl bid. Um, you know, the, the way it works, they did get a waiver. Um, uh, uh, I'm aware of through the NCAA that, you know m- the reason Marshall had two FCS teams on their schedule was because of the late addition, uh, the, the late jump from Conference mm-hmm. USA to, um, uh, to to the Sun Belt, and then and Appalachian State is actually in the same boat because they were supposed Marshall and Appalachian State were supposed to play each other in the non-conference portion of the season. Well, all of a sudden that became a conference game um, over the summer, and so you're trying to scramble to find an opponent, and uh, so um, a seventh win would guarantee a bowl. Um, but th- there's an outside chance that um, they would get a bowl if they would finish six and six. Um, but but at that point, you're you're very last in the pecking order because they would take all of the uh, bowl eligible teams with five wins over FBS oh, programs, wow. and, and then you would get to the, the you know the five and seven teams that uh, would get a spot, and then you would get um, you, you would get a shot at six and six with, with only four FBS wins. So wow. uh, seventh win certainly goes a long way.
0: Yeah. I was going to say there's maybe a greater sense of urgency for the thundering herd than I, than I realized with, uh, when they got the sixth win last week, um, uh, that, uh, sounds like things were just rolling along for Marshall, but like you said, the seventh win is going to be, uh, actually could be a big difference for how this season goes the rest of the way. We're going to take a break here. I'm going to let Luke uh, drink that cup of coffee or whatever's in that cup. Um, uh, and, uh, don't go too far away, Luke. We've got a. Uh, we'll be back in, in a few minutes. I just want to plug the best source for local news in Savannah: the Savannah Morning News at savannahnow.com. Want to know the latest on Georgia Southern athletics on the football team we're talking about right now? Uh, about high school football, they're uh, they're in the playoffs right now. We had a few local teams win in the first round uh, last week, uh, last Friday, and. Um, uh, how about Savannah State, State? They just finished their season under uh, Coach Aaron Kelton at five and five. Well, we have stories coming about uh, looking back at the season uh, for the Tigers. Uh, we have all that and more, including news, features, and opinion columns. If you aren't a subscriber, now's the time to try us out. Uh, I, I check the, the, uh, the specials regularly. Uh, the last special I saw was $1 for six months. That's a uh, dollar for six months. Luke might agree that's practically given away uh, we, we're almost giving you the dollar. Right? You give us a dollar, we'll give you six months uh, of, pay, of uh, the Savannah Morning News and SavannahNow.com. That that includes the entire football season and well into basketball. Uh, if you want to check out what the latest special is or what the regular rates are, go to SavannahNow.com/slash/subscribe now and sign up. That's com slash subscribe now and sign up or give us a shot and uh we really appreciate it okay let's get back to luke he probably had a chance to uh finish that that cup of coffee or whatever that is luke's very busy with uh, marshall sports and uh, luke let's take a step back when when marshall uh was approached or approached the Stun belt about joining the conference what was the general feeling in huntington i know uh, they're very familiar with app state uh play them regularly and uh, they played uh, savannah sorry savannah they played george southern a, a long time ago, I think. But what what do the what is uh, Marshall's kind of take on the Sun Belt and kind of came a year came pretty quickly, right?
1: Yeah, it did. Um, you know, it was a development over the course of of, of a few months w- when the conversation started versus to when it actually happened. And I think the the Marshall um, you know athletics department, the the fan base, the, the teams um, at the university that are participating in the Sun Belt, they were excited. Um, I think when you look at, um, you know, Marshall's uh, progression um, since they left, um, you know, even the MAC, um, you know, they jumped from the Mid-American Conference to Conference USA. Mm-hmm. Um, that was uh, ahead of the 2005 season and, uh, you know, had some success in Conference USA. But, but that conference, when they left it, um, was vastly different than when they entered it. Um, you know, when they entered it, uh, teams like uh, Houston, teams like uh, Cincinnati were leaving the conference, um, ECU. And uh, so, you know, th- then you ended up with, um, you know, mid- the Middle Tennessees, the, the Western Kentuckys that were actually coming over from the Sun Belt. And, um, you know, so it, it was kind of a modgepodge conference by the end of it and still some good competition. But but I think up and down, um, it's just a more competitive place for Marshall to be athletically. Um, you know, when you talk about the talent uh, on the football teams, um, the soccer league for, for the men's soccer yeah, team is, football. is people, extremely competitive. Yeah.
0: People think everything revolves around football, but when you have to get on a, a bus or a plane to get from Huntington, West Virginia to, you know, Louisiana or or Statesboro, Georgia or whatever. And, and it's, you know, it's a football team. They go, okay, that's, that's, you know, there's millions of dollars on, on the line, but yeah, when it's um, volleyball, and, and you know, obviously, uh, there's some really good uh, soccer programs too. I mean, and, and not just fall sports; it's all
1: all all, all school year round. Yep. So people forget about all the costs that go into uh, a change like this. Yeah, it, but I think it's been a good one, um, especially when you when you look at the the regional makeup of the conference and. Um, Yeah, there are some outliers. uh, When you look at the the West Division, then you got Arkansas State. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, a couple of those teams that are further away. uh, Louisiana isn't close, um, but uh, you know, you you look at some of the the potential uh, for uh, for fans to be able to travel um, to uh, James Madison, an Old Dominion, Mm -hmm. who was in Conference USA with Marshall. App State is a really close uh, drive. Um, Marshall fans are really familiar with the (laughs) Conway, South Carolina area. Um, That's kind of been. um, Are you saying they go to the uh, beach, uh, Myrtle Beach? Are you saying that? Myrtle Beach is uh, almost the same as, as, uh, it's almost an extension of Huntington, if you will. I call it an annex. But okay. uh, yeah, so Huntington there's South. a lot of travel between yeah. here and there. Yeah, Huntington South. There you go. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I think it's just it, it's it's a better place um, for the Marshall athletic teams and the fan base, and it creates some excitement, brings back some of those regional rivalries. Um, you know, there are a lot of of uh, the the elder population of, of Marshall fans that that are really familiar with with the rivalry that Marshall um, is renewing with Appalachian State. Um, you know they remember some of those games against Georgia Southern um, when Marshall was in the Southern Conference, and um, you know it, it, games in Statesboro. I, it, look at the the '91 one AA National Championship game they played Youngstown State there in Statesboro, and um, you know and came up short in that one. So so Marshall's familiar with with some of these teams and some of these areas, um, and I, I think it's just an exciting move overall, and um, certainly one that has been well received.
0: Yeah, I, I, we got about eight minutes left. A little over eight minutes left. Um, yeah, the whole footprint, the whole idea that the Sun Belt has regional rivals, renewing rivals like App State and 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 Marshall, and then um, Old Dominion and James Madison, and uh, which came up from FCS uh, quicker than maybe a lot of people anticipated. Um, there's yeah. a lot of uh, there's some history there with with George Southern specifically, but other places too. And then of course Southern Miss has has a lot of natural rivals on the west side of the mm-hmm. conference. So yeah, it's a it's a good fit. Um and uh I, we're taping this on Monday and I this is not George Southern or March Pacific, but uh did you happen to see the uh or see highlights from the uh Tampa Bay Bucks game in Munich, Germany, when they were singing the John Denver version
1: of um West Virginia Mountain Mama. I I I did, I did. But uh don't uh don't uh you got to be careful with crediting that song to Marshall University because uh, the 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 other D one institution though uh mm-hmm. is, is going to claim that one ninety nine. I'm just I'm I'm just claiming for everybody from uh, from the state. Yeah. Yeah. So it yeah, must yeah. have been a nice moment for everybody, all
0: West Virginians out there to see. Uh, you know, whoever was in the crowd, obviously it wasn't only German citizens in the crowd, yeah. but uh, for that, that was a nice moment where it was after the
1: game, I believe. Uh, that yeah, I, I think out. so. Um, that that was just a really cool crowd to watch uh, at an NFL game too. Um, they they certainly appreciated.
0: it. Yeah. There might've been some beer drank during that game. I'm not sure. Maybe (laughs) a couple. Well, in our remainments, let's, let's break down the games a little bit. Uh, game, uh, coach Clay Helton, the George Southern head coach at his press conference today, Monday, as we take this for the Saturday game, he was talking about Marshall as another top 10 defense. It seems like every week there's a top 10 defense on the other side. (laughs) for George Southern and of course, George Southern um uh for everybody who's been paying attention uh George Southern's offense has been very uh, robust this year uh with the pass game especially but the defense is uh, ranks near the bottom of uh the conference and FBS for that matter in uh rush defense especially and and uh, Marshall has uh, the leading rusher in the conference uh LeBorn, um like 125 a game um he's been one of the leaders maybe the conference leader basically all season long I think uh, since the conference schedule picked up. Uh, he's yet another good running, a great running back uh, for George Southern to try to stop. What makes him so good? And, and do you anticipate him getting the ball uh,
1: a lot on Saturday? Yeah, he's a physical runner um, and he runs downhill. And I think that's the term you, you hear a lot with running backs, but, um, you know, Caitlin LeBorn is not the biggest in stature, um, but but he's stocky and his center of gravity. can get lower to the ground than. Um, you know, he's got incredible balance, uh, can can bounce off tackles and, and keep it moving like like you never was hit. So um, um you the know, Georgia, he, fans right now when you say that. Yeah. They, yeah. Seen this, but, seen uh, this movie. but you know, the one thing you look at with him is um, you know, just the workload he's had to carry. Um and it's less with Cam Fancher at quarterback than it was before um because you know th- th- there've probably been five or six times where he's carried 30 plus a game wow. Wow. um you know it, it's not been that high of a workload uh two of the last three games i think his carries have been between the 16 and 18 range um carried 30 times against old dominion but uh you know his his workload has decreased with with the switch of quarterback um but but he he's the the premiere back in Marshall's backfield. They've got a couple other pieces that, that they can use, um, but but none that will carry uh, quite as much as Leborn on Saturday. Yeah. What was
0: what went into the uh the, the quarterback change from a Columbia to a pantry?
1: Yeah, it was um you know Cam Pantra has appeared in every game this year, actually. Um and, and he just kind of had um a a small package to work with Um, had a couple plays in the playbook that, that that has, that had his name on him. Um, Columbia dealt with, with a little bit of an injury there in the middle of the year. He he left the Gardner Webb and Louisiana games early. um, And Cam Fancher was able to step in and, uh, and then it became, okay, well, he's not just limited to a few plays. Um, You know, the playbook's starting to open up with more reps and now he started the last four uh, for Marshall Um, made the start uh, against James Madison. Uh, made the start against Coastal Carolina, Old Dominion, and then most recently against App State. So I, I would be surprised to see him move back into a backup role. Um, mm-hmm. And right. it's just been kind of one of those things where where Cam Fancher um, is able to do things with his feet that Henry Columbia wasn't. And, and it's opened up things in the past game that weren't there before um, and, and creates uh, a, a dynamic rushing duo between him and uh, Kalen LeBorn um, you know, against uh, Old Dominion. Uh, Cam Fancher had 132 yards on the ground, I want to say, mm-hmm. um, and and broke off a couple runs of 40-plus. So wow. um, he, he's he's quick uh, when, when he gets out of the pocket. And, um, you know, the the need to commit an extra hat to the quarterback um, has opened up things in the past game, too.
0: Yeah. And uh, on defense, and, and once again, uh, Marshall, I think, that's the number nine total defense in total defense. Yep. And all FPS and 274 yards of change. and. Number eight, scoring defense around 16 points a game, which is amazing, excellent, really excellent, especially in today's modern modern game. And to keep anybody that low on average is great. Of course, you guys had a shutout. Marshall had a shutout just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, mm-hmm. What uh, And you have one of the leading uh, interception uh, guys with, mm-hmm. players with interceptions. What's been the story on the defense? Um, I think was it Porter has a lot of uh, tackles, a lot of sacks?
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah it, it starts up front with, with that defensive line group. Um, who is very deep Um, there have been um, eight or nine guys that have played in um, you know eight or nine games this year and so they're able to rotate and keep fresh legs there and that uh, just makes everybody play better on that side when you can apply that kind of pressure um, on the quarterback and and get bodies in the backfield um, that lightens the load on your defensive backs and so they can play a little more free Uh, the linebackers are, are speedy and um but uh the, the strength really lies up front and, and wow. guys on the back end like like amica abraham um and, and stephen gilmore right. um have been the beneficiary of that and because they're athletic too and can go up and make plays so um you know it, it's uh it, it's a defense that likes to take the likes to take the ball away and um you know likes to create pressure on the quarterback
0: well wow. well, it sounds like a Marshall team that's a classic Marshall team uh. First time, first year in the Sun Belt, and they're they're really having a good season. And uh, if they get win number seven, it could be a very good season. Uh, And you got they have a couple weeks left. I want to thank our guest, Luke. uh, We run out of time, so I want to thank Luke uh, Creasy from from the Huntington uh, Times Dispatch, who covers martial football, all martial athletics, and uh, Luke. Thanks very much for being a guest on the show. We Really appreciate it, and I uh, wish I could pay you uh, or double whatever we agreed on, which my running joke is still zero. So uh, Luke <laughs> did this out of the goodness of his heart. So Luke, uh, have a have a great uh, rest of your workday. I uh, really appreciate you coming on, and we'll we'll see everybody again next week. We'll talk about Marshall and about App State. Thanks very much,
1: Luke. No problem. Sounds good, and I'm I'm coming down this weekend, so okay, hopefully get a chance to catch up I'll with you. Get- Get to see Luke. Well, that makes it an extra special game. Thanks, everybody, for
0: listening to a Georgia Southern extra. Oh, he will. Adrian Peterson is taking care of things right now. the Wesley Fields. Touchdown, Georgia Southern.
1: Pass swings. On the way.